At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful Overbooked Saturday. It's March the 11th. And oh boy, oh howdy, oh boy, oh wow. It's time for Newsworthy. It's the best part of your weekend, and it starts now. We do it early. We, we drop this video every Saturday morning at 10.13 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, why did you, you know that, Jeff Lambert? No, why do you drop it at 10.13? Because for some reason, the Fightful scheduler will only let you do things in 15-minute increments. So yeah. I schedule the video for 10.13, and I schedule the post for 10.15, and then I schedule the audio for 10.45. Because oh. I am a professional something. Oh. Well, good job, Joel. Yeah, I know you can only, like, you when you schedule stuff, it's only in 15-minute increments. The quarter hours, Joel, they're very important. We got to see the, those quarter hour uh, demos when it comes to our posts. See what, see what does well in those quarter hours. I should do a bit like that of just like post like a WWE news item at 10:15, AW at 10 uh, or at 10, 10:15, 10:30, 10:45 and just see what does well in the, the quarter hours like which between AEW and WWE which post gains the most traction depending on the the quarter hour. And this is how I'm going to set the entire fightful schedule from now on. Thank you for watching Newsworthy. <laughs> we have a great host at fightful dot dot dot. 15 minutes later, I'll, I'll do it again. And then maybe Thank you for all your fan support on Newsworthy right here on Fightful Overbooked. Justified, this is awesome chance here on Fightful Overbooked for Jeremy and Joel having a banger of a Newsworthy episode. Here we go. Jeremy, how are you doing this week? Are you ready for some news talk? I'm good. I got to not, not do the, that bit anymore. I'm trying to get a job with AEW, so I better got to be nice to Tony Khan. Well, they seem to really enjoy you because you keep bringing up Danielson's uh, work <laughs> backstage. So I'm going to jump right into it. Aubrey Edwards says, Daniel, Brian Danielson talks about flaccid penises a lot. When I heard this on the <laughs> sessions with Renee Paquette, it's, it's a problem that I immediately thought, oh, Jeremy's going to love this. Yeah. And here we are talking about the article that you inevitably wrote about Aubrey Edwards talking to Renee Paquette about Brian Danielson's backstage antics and flaccid penis discourse. Talk to me. Uh, it really had nothing to do. Like it was one line in a bigger story of Aubrey just talking about like her relationship with, with Danielson because she is the, the Daniel Bryan crying girl. When he announces retirement, the camera went on her and she's crying in the front row in Seattle and everything. And now of course they work together and Renee asked like, Oh, what's your relationship like 
with him and she's like you know we're not like best of friends or anything but we talk and it's really cool watching my favorite wrestler now you know i thought he i was there for his retirement and now he's wrestling again and i get to work his matches and like we we are on friends on some level and that was really the big story of, of this that was the crux of the story but she snuck in though like really likes to talk about flaccid penises backstage and i'm like well there's my headline right there it gotta it gotta go any further than that and like this interview dropped on like thursday and i didn't run this story until tuesday because i didn't want to run it on the weekend and then i didn't want to run it on like monday because there was revolution was on sunday night so there's a lot of revolution fallout stuff it's like this is a story that i don't think nobody else is gonna write this headline right like unless they're just trying to no offense unless they're just trying to do what i do they're not gonna write this headline they're gonna write if they write the story at all aubrey edwards talks about her friendship relationship whatever with brian Danielson. they're not gonna stick out the flaccid penis um pause uh like that there that's not gonna be the headline so i was like i'll hold it off until tuesday and that's what i did and that's a good interview i renee's great uh we talk about her a lot on the show but she's fantastic and yeah aubrey dropped that line i was like well this is easy easy callback danielson is with renee mentioned how he likes the flaccid penis talk which caused a big storm of Johnny Hungy, uh, John Silver, saying they also like talking about erect penises and everything. Oh, yeah. E- easy, easy Danielson pop headline. Uh, keep giving me the flaccid penis headlines, everybody. The worst part about all this isn't the content. It's the fact that in the article, you can link back to past articles in which you've discussed yeah. Brian Danielson talking about flaccid penises. This is something. <laughs> talk about this. I think it's time for an intervention, Jeremy. With me or with Brian Danielson? Well, when you inevitably do that podcast with yes. Brian Danielson, you guys can talk about it. But I think you and I have to discuss the um, the flaccid penis talk. Okay. Um, what are we discussing? It makes. Are me you? Laugh. Do you not like flaccid penises, Joel? It, it, it makes me laugh. Kudos to you. I like it. It's fun. I, we, we've got to we've got to respect the flaccid penises, okay? Everybody always wants to talk about the erect penises, like oh, how how big is Batista's dick when it's erect? How big is Batista's dick when it's flaccid? You know, is he a would, shower or a grower? I would assume it's the same. Yeah, maybe true. I, I think yeah. he only has one like <laughs> like one one setting, right? It's just out there all the time. Uh, fair. This is just, this is getting weird. Possible. These are the questions we need to get to when I do the podcast with Brian Danielson. These are the these are the kind of topics you can expect. A lot of flaccid penis talks. We're going to rate flaccid penises. That won't get us fired or anything. <laughs> do you think you could do an entire episode with with Brian about flaccid penises and like and and seriously, like without yes, without breaking each other? Yeah. Oh, we. I mean, we'd probably break a hundred times, but I think we could we could try. I mean. I could try. I I think I'm. I can hold things together when I need to hold things together. I I think Danielson could as well. I don't know. I want this podcast. This is. I want a lot of things in life. This, this podcast thing is like legitimately just like my dream to do a podcast with my favorite wrestler, the the person who I consider to be the best of all time. Not even always talking about wrestling, just talking about things like flaccid penises. Like I don't think he's ever going to do anything like this, but I'm going to continue to put it out there because I've, I've learned 
from what people have, have told me, what people have, what I've heard in a million interviews. If you don't like throw it out there and just manifest and, and shoot your shot on stuff, you're never going to know. So I'm going to continue to throw it out there that I want to do this podcast with Brian Danielson. I've got the format already. I've, I've got everything laid out that we need to do can be monthly, weekly, bi week. don't care. Like I want to do this. This is what I want to do. There are a lot of things that I want to do. Probably not going to do half of them until then I'll keep dressing up in silly disguises and giving fake scoops. Wait, that's a fake thing you do? No, it's actually real. I'm actually, my hit ratio is better than a lot of people who do it for real. Very scary sometimes. I don't know what to do. That. But by the way, I do think you should continue manifesting it. Just like I'm going to manifest the idea that I will be your editor. And if you talk about flaccid penises for an entire episode and you do break, I will edit it out to make it sound like you had a very serious NPR-like conversation Thanks. about flaccid penises. Episode three of the Bryanson Lambert podcast, to be determined. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, episode three will be called Fatherhood and Flaccid Penises. The the podcast name is going to be Imagine Thinking This Podcast Ain't the Fucking Goats. It's a long title, but that's what it's going to be called. <laughs> I don't know if the uh, the advertisers would go with the f bomb in the title, but hey, Imagine listen. Thinking This Podcast Ain't the Goat. Then we'll we'll take out the f bomb. Those who know know. All right, you, that, that's a. If if you have a different name for this podcast, maybe drop it in the comments because. Maybe there's a better name for for Jeremy and Brian's uh, inevitable. The pop. Goat Cast. We're just gonna call it the Goat Cast. It's not bad. I think yeah. we can we can work with that. Let's move on. So we're we're trying to make viral moments, and Liv Morgan did that herself recently at the Knicks game. Liv Morgan addresses a viral moment from the New York Knicks game. She was on the bump. This was after Fightful Select explained everything already, but that's not what we're here for. We're here to talk about Liv on the bump, talking about her little. Uh, a mansplaining moment. Talk to me, Jeremy. Uh, yeah, this has happened at a Knicks game. I was actually, I was watching portions of this game. I didn't see this live or anything, but I saw the, the big blow up of it. And you know, th- this is the meme, right? The guy talking to the girl and like going in depth of whatever he's talking about. And the girl just like, yeah, sure, whatever you're saying out there. And then it, it blew up. And before the FIFA select report dropped, I knew this wasn't like, just some rando. It clearly wasn't that because one Sonia Deville actually tweeted, quote tweeted it, and it was like, "Oh, haha, we love you, Justin." And I was like, "Oh, so this must this got to be like a PR rep or somebody who works like an agent, something like that." Turns out he is the the like live events person for for WWE. Uh, so you knew they had they knew each other on some level, and he wasn't just some rando sitting next to Liv Morgan at a Knicks game explaining stuff. Um, blew up it went viral Liv was on the bum asked about it explained like yes this is person who works at wwe said so, like he was talking about something i wasn't fully listening took took blame for that like i was in a different headspace kind of watching the game kind of thinking about other things and then you know people had some fun with it i loved so my favorite thing of this was when it's basketball and wrestling coming together, right? Because it's a wrestler at a basketball game. And those who watch FMC or just know me in general, know I'm a big basketball fan and everything. So like when I look at the quote tweets on this, it's a lot of like basketball people that I follow as well, which was just hilarious to me to see these like basketball, like people on Twitter, NBA Twitter is fantastic. I remember when Jericho uh, was trying to go after NBA Twitter, that did not work out. NBA Twitter, they don't give a 
fuck. They do not care at all, okay? Like, they're making fun of, like, legends. Like, they, they turn Michael Jordan. They turn the greatest player of all time into a meme, okay? They don't give a shit about this professional wrestler. So when I saw, like, the, the quote tweets of everything with, with that, like, I, I just thought it was hilarious watching the, the two sectors that I really love, like, collide in that way and get on live she she owned up to everything and it's like hey this this is what it was and we can all move on now and you know as as we do with these viral moments we've all moved on from it and shout out to justin from wwe because he's taken it very well i think he's having yeah he's had a lot of fun with it he I, he listen he knows who he is he knows what he does uh but yeah live live having a good time with this too is uh, it's nice the only thing that could have made this better is if they were at a lakers game and she was sitting next to Jack Nicholson, and it was Jack <laughs> doing this thing with Liv. That would have been absolutely just over the moon fantastic. Otherwise, this was fun, right? That's fun. I mean, Jack Nicholson trying to chat up uh, Liv Morgan <laughs> would have been honestly absolutely hilarious. I would have been all over that. The the film Twitter would have loved every moment of it. Is film Twitter good? Like, is uh, film Twitter like fun? I, I got two people on film Twitter and they're both wrestling people. Shout out to Ross Berman and Tate. Yeah. That's yeah. Really that's weird. the only, that's, that's the only film Twitter I know as well. So I don't know if like they have fun with this kind of stuff. We should ask them. I'll ask them later. We'll do a group. Get, chat. Ross is on FMC every, every week. Mostly. Really? Yeah. We're talking about Milf Manor. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Dude. I Ross. Ross is I, our Milf Manor correspondent. I forgot about that. I, I see y'all tweeting each other when you're watching. I totally forgot that y'all would have them on FMC. Oh, yeah. FMC's a lawless show, Joel Pearl. We don't care. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not watching. I'm sorry. Wow. Don't, don't care about the basketball. Don't care about the reality television. Why are you a hater? Support your friends like myself, oh, SB3, and Share Delaware. Look, I support my friends. I am so happy that y'all are having fun on this show. Aim for me. Just give us the views. Oh, okay. Just I can throw do, it that. On, we'll do Throw it yeah. on, mute it. Just have it running, Joel. I don't care. That's fine. By the way, the trick isn't to mute it. It's to put it just a little bit above like 5% so that YouTube knows you're actually listening and watching because that's the only way they give you the view. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently. No, I didn't know that. Well, can't you can mute like your headphones though, right? Yeah, like I could put it on. I could put it on full blast and then turn the headphones down on my board. That's fine. As long yeah. as it's registering that there's that it's not muted on the YouTube side, you're good. Oh, all right, do that. Watch it. What if, what if you're watching it like two times speed? Is that well, that's, that's fine? Okay. Like I, I do that with podcasts and stuff all the time. I didn't know if it registered of like, oh, well, you're not properly listening to this because you're on two times speed. No, no. Their whole thing is that they just want to make sure that you're actually like listening to it and not just blowing through a video. Because most well, that's what I do when I listen on two times speed. I'm trying to blow through it. Well, that's fair, but yeah, it's just like if it's there, you gotta anyway. That's Joel's uh, YouTube algorithmic news drop. (laughs) Proud of myself for that one. Next up, Cody Rhodes says he wasn't interested in bringing up Dusty Rhodes reigns. Talking to Kevin Kellum of Wrestle Wrestle Binge, Cody Rhodes had a lot to say uh, about his. Promo with, with Roman Reigns, his upcoming match with Roman Reigns, his return at the Royal Rumble, and also bringing up his daddy Dusty. Talk to me about this. Uh, it was a... I said, mute, mute this shit, Joel. I was hearing feedback. What are we doing here? 
I'm muted. Oh, okay. I was hearing feedback on, on it seemed like it was coming through your end. It shows off the rails. Uh, anyway, Cody does, as Cody does, a lot of media and interviews. Cody loves to chat to everybody. He'll chat to anybody. Cody, come on this show. What do you want to talk about, Cody? Tired of, you know, people asking you what you think you want to talk about. Let me tell you how you're feeling, Cody. No, I want to know how you're feeling, Cody. Talk about Dusty Rhodes because Dusty Rhodes has been come up in like every single promo, I think, since Cody has returned. Uh, whether they have an attachment or a history with Dusty or not, they're just going to mention Dusty. And he mentioned like, yeah, didn't really want to talk about him. Then Roman comes out there and talks about him because Roman's got actual history with Dusty. Roman did the Dusty impression and everything. So here's my, my question for you, Joel Pearl. We know Cody is a liar, to put it nicely. He lies. He, Brian Danielson has credited him with lying. This is this will be another topic on Imagine Thinking This Podcast Ate the Goat podcast with Brian Danielson and Jeremy Lambert coming to a podcast feed near you in the near future. Cody Rhodes lying will be a topic on that show. Do we think Cody is do we think Cody is lying when he says I don't really want to talk about Dusty or bring him up in these promos? Or do we think that he knows it's part of the story and he's got to do it and he's more than fine with acquiescing all this stuff. Let me answer that with a quote. Those nights when I make it clear that I'm not going to talk about Dusty at all is the night that other guys talk about Dusty. You think you think Cody Rhodes goes in the back and he's just like, guys, mm-mm, Ixnay on the Usty day tonight. We're not going to talk about, we're not talking about dad, okay? Leave it, leave it be. Not happening. And then everyone in the locker room's like, <laughs> we'll show him. You think that's what's going on? You think that's what's happening? I don't think so. Uh, but yeah, I think it is. I hope it is. Honestly, I hope Cody goes back there and is like, you know what, guys? Tonight, we're not talking about Dusty. So what do you want to talk about? Not Dusty. That We're not doing that tonight. And then, yeah, I hope the locker room is just like, so we're talking about Dusty tonight. We're going to go out there. Fuck this Cody guy coming over from AEW. He doesn't want to talk. No, we do things differently here. We're, we're going to talk about whatever we want. He's asking us what we want to talk about. We want to talk about Dusty. I hope that's how it actually does play out. Roman Reigns just sitting in the back after all this being like, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> just for that, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to do the Dusty impression. I'm going to go deep. I'm going to cut. Where's Paul? Get me Paul. I want to talk about, I want to talk about Dusty. Paul, what do you know about Dusty? And then it's like a three minute, like, explanation about who dusty Rhodes is to roman reigns roman's like all right i got everything and that's how we do it at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward with each new idea innovation and partnership we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day to find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. I, I hope... I hope for, for Cody's sake that he continues to be okay with the dusty talk, because I got a feeling we're going to have a lot more of it in the coming weeks and months and years. Maybe Cody, maybe Cody should just never mention dusty. All right. Maybe he shouldn't mention how dusty never won the title and how he's doing it for his family. And he's going to finish the story and all this stuff. Maybe Cody should get some new material and then other people, We'll get some new material. Do you think that when Cody wins the title, they're going to bring the dusty statue to raw and he's going to symbolically place the title around dusty's bronzed body. Is that what we're going to do? Uh, and then carrying cross comes out and he's like, your dad was a joke. And Cody will be like, you never met my dad. We're like, you're right. Well, we're going to have a match at backlash in Puerto Rico. And then that's going to be what happens. That would be great. Honestly, I'm all for this. I'm all for bringing that statue out there and, and just him strapping up the statue. There's two titles. You don't need both of those. Give him the universal title. Cody doesn't care about that belt. Guys, you brought the wrong statue. That's Andre the giant. Oh <laughs> shit. I get it. I get where you can make the mistake. Oh God. I'm just, Oh, the, the ideas in my head about dealing with Cody as the champion. Uh, how do you think he'll do? What do you want to talk about forever? Yeah, it's, it's become the bit now. Like he's, yeah, he easily, he's leaning into to that one. It's you now when he first did, he did it, the, the promo his last AW promo. And then he did his first WWE promo and he did his first return promo, but now he's doing it every week. It's that's just his opener now. He's gonna. He's definitely gonna do it the night after he wins WrestleMania, like one hundred percent. Or he'll be like, "I told you we'd talk about it," and then hopefully that's the end of the bit. That's it. That that's just how it starts and how it finishes. Anyway, oh, uh, when he turns heel, when he turns heel, though, he's gonna he's gonna do the you people. Like I don't care what you people want to talk about. Let me tell you what I want to talk about. Can't wait for that promo. It's gonna be like a twenty minute therapy session with Cody Rhodes. It's always what you want to talk about. It's never what I want to talk about. Yeah. 
I'm down with that. I'm also down with talking about Fight and Fight Plus. Fight CEO Mike Weber discusses conversations with MLW and wanting to work more with AAA and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Fight Plus, as you say, always looking to expand. And you had Mike Weber on Business of the Business podcast. This was, first of all, I didn't know about Business of the Business podcast. So thank you because that's actually, yeah, that's actually the type of stuff that I would be invested in and, and listening to. So they've been added to my podcast feed. And if you're into talking about the wrestling business and hearing about it and learning about it, this is probably a really good podcast to have. Uh, go ahead. Talk to me about Mike Weber on Business of the Business podcast. Uh, one, it's a good podcast. I think everybody should should be listening to it. Uh, John Paz is one of the hosts. He does Two Man Power Trip, and he's he's really great on on Two Man Power Trip. He, he asks a lot of good questions. They get a lot of good guests on that show too. And oh, they got a good guest here with, with Mike Weber, his fight CEO. And they're they're not afraid to ask like strong questions that you would want to know when it comes to this kind of stuff. Um, and so they they asked about working more with like lucha companies and. Mike mentioned AAA and how they host events on 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 fight for AAA and New Japan. I thought it was interesting him saying like, you know, we want more of like the New Japan archive on, on fight. And I think it's largely just the the standalone shows they do on fight, but like that's still something like pretty big that would be on on fight, which I think the archive goes up on New Japan World like a month later or something like that. Having more of the AAA archive on on fight would be good as well. They did even talk about like some AEW stuff because AEW plus is uh, on fight and that's the international stuff for AEW and the archive is on there. Uh, so like they got a really good archive of stuff for international and, and us fans as well. And then the MLW question I thought was very interesting too, because they, you know, MLW's bounced around. There's no secret with that. They've been on about 15 different networks. We don't know what the future is on reels because it seems like it might end in, in a, about a month and a half or so. And, you know, that's like, do you think Fight could be a stable home there? And Mike was like, yeah, we've had conversations with MLW. It's got to make sense for both of us. I don't know what the offer is either way. Uh, clearly, it's not working out now. Uh, but I think M- MLW landing on Fight might be the best route for MLW. I don't, but yeah, I don't know how that works in that, like, NWA tried that, right? And it didn't fully work out for nwa especially once fight plus got involved like once fight plus became a thing like yeah and nobody was paying five bucks for nwa when you can get that better content uh through fight plus for the same amount of money so mlw like nwa might think like hey we're bigger than just being on fight plus like we don't want to be on that we want to be our own thing how did the the numbers align there but that was a really good conversation and you know some some good insight when it came to the inner workings of fight plus and i understand this is not for everybody when it comes to hey what's the business of fight plus type of thing but i think if you're a wrestling fan if you're very much online like we are especially if you're an independent wrestling fan like fight plus is sort of the place to be like they they got sort of every promotion one way or another outside of wwe on their platform whether it's live events uh, you know standalone events whether it's weekly events like they've even nwa like they still do their pay-per-views on fight again AEW, international all all of that is on fight like every single promotion non-wwe i believe lives in some way on fight so it's a it's a pretty big platform for pretty much everybody and i don't think you know people like us who just like the are, are people 
uh, who just enjoy like the WWE, the AEW, the storyline stuff, they may not look, be looking at this as deep. But someone like me who does enjoy and you who kind of does enjoy the business side and what fight does bring to just wrestling and streaming in general, kind of important conversations out there. Have you considered Jeff Jarrett was highly involved with fight before it became fight? Was he? Yes, he was. I mean, he talks about I it on his podcast quite frequently. I don't listen to Jared's podcast. I'm sorry. How dare you? Of all the Connie podcasts, this is the one that apparently everyone needs to listen to that I speed watch through because I can't listen to football talk. Can't listen to them talk about Paul Walter Hauser for an hour. <laughs> yeah, no, that show's gone downhill. Holy shit, that sucks. Anyway, wow. business of the business podcast, pretty great. So uh, I really enjoyed them, and I enjoyed this interview. There was, there is a lot of upside to Fight Plus, and you, we talk about it, and others talk about it frequently. That like, for the price that you're paying, you're getting tons of content. And the NWA, as you said, you know, figured that out real quick and decided uh, we should go back to YouTube. And now MLW is kind of stuck in this weird space because of the Reels deal. And with WWE and, well, Peacock specifically getting involved with Reels, this is um, this is a weird time for MLW. What, what do you think you would do in this situation if you were MLW, your court power? <sighs> court, bless him, is MLW is very much the, the new, like, let's dangle the carrot. Right. This used to be impact back in the day of we just need this. We just need that. And then we can compete in everything. And now finally impact just settled into where they're settled into. And MLW is that new like dangling the carrot of like, we just need a bigger audience. We just need a stable home. We just need the this person to sign that person to sign. And it it just doesn't seem to work out for him for whatever reason. It doesn't seem to work out i think fight would be good for mlw but the the biggest thing mlw needs to do is just get shows out there sooner right like nobody wants to watch matches that took place eight months ago okay like we just we just don't care about that kind of stuff we're watching carrying cross on mlw and he's been back in wwe since august we we just we know what we know what the deal is because only for the most part like i feel your most hardcore wrestling fans are watching MLW. And it's not saying, I'm not saying like it's, it's a terrible show or anything. They have some good talent and everything, but like, I'm not trying to watch matches that are six months old. And so much has changed since then. So wherever they land up, they just need a tighter taping schedule to get the content out there sooner. And I think fight could be that assuming it's a stable place for them. Because they can't just keep hoarding this content until, oh, we got to get our deal with reels. We got to get this deal. And then we'll put this content out there. Just find a stable home where you can put the content out there. And if that's YouTube, if that's Fight, wherever it is, getting the content out there sooner to fans, I feel, makes them more viable than just, we got this great match that we're holding on to. And we just need to get it in front of the most eyes on the biggest network possible. But I don't know the inner workings, okay? I, I'm... Not saying this is fully what they do, but it's what what it feels like a lot of times. It's like we're not going to put out this match until we get this platform for it. Have you considered maybe the platform being Fox? <laughs> because Fox I mean, CEO, sure. 
Fox CEO Lachlan Murdoch says Fox is not engaged with WWE over rights renewal talks, but they are ready to. But Jeremy, what if they don't talk to WWE and renew? What if Court gets the big Fox deal for MLW instead? Huh? Is that what we want to do? MLW is not going to be on Fox. I can tell you that. All right. right. Well, I tried. <laughs> Maybe Fox Sports 3. They might get on that. They, uh, are a lot of, uh, they, they are a lot of bowling. And people like bowling. Bowling and PBR. And I'm not talking about the beer. <laughs> Fox Fox regional channels. Maybe Impact was on Fox regional channels back in the day. So Fox, yeah, was on Fox Sportsnet. People loved that. Fox yeah. Sports, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Anyway, uh, they're speaking to the Morgan Stanley Investors Conference. The uh, the Fox and WWE deal is currently up for renewal. They don't know what they're doing. They're trying to figure out their own sports portfolio, says Lachlan Murdoch from Fox, uh, which to me sounds a whole lot of nothing. So, Jeremy, talk to me about <laughs> this uh, Morgan Stanley Investors Conference and uh, WWE on Fox. So here's the thing with, with this. Uh, a few things, actually. Mick Khan has made it very clear that they're not going to talk about doing media rights negotiations until like they sell the company. And this makes a lot of sense. And this is basically what Murdoch was kind of alluding to too. It's like, we haven't had any media rights negotiations. You know, they're talking about selling. We hope whoever they sell to is a good partner, but it makes sense for WWE to not do any type of media rights until they figure out if they're selling or not, because you don't want to sell all hypothetical. You don't want to sell to NBC. And then like, you're locked into a deal with Fox for another five years. Like that makes absolutely no sense because then you may, if you lock in yourself into a deal with Fox, NBC might be like, well, why am I going to purchase this company when you're locked into this Fox deal? So I don't think we're going to get any type of media rights talk until, until, uh, WWE actually figures out what they're doing when it comes to a sale. That that's that's the first and foremost thing. And again, Murdoch pretty much mentions that is like we don't know what they're doing with the sale. We're ready to talk whenever they are. We haven't had these talks. I don't think we're going to have any talks until a sale is or isn't announced. I I do think Mania Week everybody's converging in LA. I think we'll get a lot of media or a lot of uh, meetings and media and like traction of like sale media rights stuff around that time. I suspect, I mean, I made the joke of Cody's going to win that title. And then the Saudi flag is going to come down and be like, we're going to Saudi baby. This is what's going to happen. I, I, so I think, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I think coming out into mania week, coming out of mania week, that's when we're going to get, a lot more when it comes to sale, not sale, media rights, not media rights. Uh, the other thing about this article, this story, this will be news writing tips. Hit, the, hit it, Joel. Hit it. Hit it. Jeremy's news writing tips. Okay. Okay. Rossap, so, my esteemed boss, just people are tweeting about this story. Right. People, whoever's whoever's on the conference call is tweeting about like the live updates from it. Just just like us wrestling folk do when there's a, a WWE, AEW media call. We're tweeting quotes and stuff. So the, the people are tweeting about the, the Fox Morgan Stanley media conference. And then they, they tweet about WWE. So, of course, WWE people are retweeting it and everything. So Sean just sends the tweets. I hate when he does this. I hate when anybody does this. 
they just send the tweets and I'm like, okay, well, do you have a source on this? Cause we know there's a lot of engagement accounts out there in wrestling and other of just what's the source, what's the full quote, what's the context. Like don't just send me tweets on stuff, send me sources, send me links, send me whatever you can send me to where I can get full context. Cause I don't, I'm not going to go with just this tweet and everything. So I do some research. I see, okay, it's Morgan Stanley. Okay, how can I listen to this? I do more research. Like, oh, here's where I can listen to this. I go, I listen to the full thing. I get the full quote for myself instead of just basing an article around a tweet without the entire context, without the entire quote of just, we haven't talked to WWE, but we're open to, okay, well, what what is all this to go with everything? And this is my point to everybody who's thinking about getting into to news writing or wants to be a better news writer and stuff. Don't just look at a tweet. We talked about this a little bit last week when it came to, to Matt Hardy stuff. Don't just look at a tweet and, and base everything off of that. Don't write an article on a quote tweet like that. If, if a wrestler is just tweeting for a tweeting, sure. But like, if you know it's a full quote, don't look at the tweet. Find the quote yourself. Find the source yourself. Listen to it. Write the full quote if you can and write the article that way. And if you got to do a little bit of legwork on this, then you got to do a little bit of legwork. This happened a lot when when Twitch was a, a more uh, like a more a bigger platform for a lot of wrestlers who would go on Twitch and like air their grievances or just talk about whatever. How many times do we see like people like who are maybe watching the Twitch stream and they're just like recapping what somebody says on Twitch and then some, something gets tweeted, quote tweeted, taken out of content, whatever. Go watch the full Twitch stream for yourself. Get the full quote for yourself get the full context for yourself because otherwise there's a very strong soraya we talked about it on this show soraya when she did the uh tickets the two tickets everybody thought mercedes was gonna come in and stuff people just took that whole thing out of context of like oh i gave them to two friends it's like oh well mercedes is showing up this is what she did with the tickets and then if you watch the full stream she clarifies in the stream like guys i really just gave them to two friends like why is this a big conspiracy theory why is this a big story this is legitimately what happened if you want to think she's working and everything fine think that that's up to you but she is trying to tell you this is what happened and then turns out that's what happened she just gave them to two friends but like just find the source listen to everything in full for yourself for the full context what if mercedes was given the tickets and then she got lost on the way to the arena and then gave the tickets to some other friends. Huh? That's possible. Sure. I mean, that's what happened. Sure. sure. But it's you true. WWE stays on Fox, Joel. So it, I, I, I have this weird mindset where if WWE could pull, pull a kind of a fast one, I don't, but I don't know because I'm not, I'm not that plugged into how a sale would progress in terms of the timeline. But like, to me, if WWE re-signs with Fox and re-ups with, let's say, Comcast, uh, then they could turn around and be like, oh, BT Dubs, we uh, are selling to the Saudis. And at that point, my question is, is there a right of refusal from Fox or Comcast to be like, well, you didn't tell us this was happening and now you have, so we're getting out. If there's a clause like that, then yeah, that's stupid. It's not going to happen. If there isn't, then they can easily just pull a fast one and be like, well, we're having our cake and eating it too. So uh, BT dubs, bye. And that's it. 
So I guess it really will come down to what the contracts look like or what the deals look like. I could see them staying on Fox. I mean, right now they're doing, you know, the best, the best or at least on par numbers with what they did when they started on Fox, which is a big deal. That being said, I don't know if Fox expects more or if they're happy with the partnership beyond what they're getting. uh, And if this is beneficial for both sides, I don't know where else SmackDown could go. That makes sense. They're going to go to ESPN. Probably not. They're going to go. I, I posited with Tim way back in the day that within five years, WWE on Amazon is a very um, plausible place for them to land. But I guess we'll see. We're, we're still a few years away from, from that being a possibility. WWE SmackDown Live, 8 p.m. Eastern, Friday nights, right here on Fightful Overbooked. Ah, we have the money. Are we good? Do we have it now? Absolutely not, but we'll make an offer. It won't be a lot. They'll laugh at us. We'll make the offer, you know? I mean, listen, if we can't watch Fox or watch SmackDown on Fightful Overbooked, um, they can watch all the other shows that we have here. So why don't you go ahead and plug it, and we'll get out of here. Do we have another one? Was that five? That was five. We, we, we oh. cleared the board. All right, I can't count, okay? Uh, well, yeah, you were a preschool. You write news. You don't count. That's it's no. Fine. I, You're not a mathematician. Suck at math. No, I, get I haven't it. done. I was forced to take a math class in college because they're like, "Oh, you're gonna do a journalism? Yeah, but you still got to take like one math class." I was like, "All right, cool." Got that out of the way very quickly. Never did math again. What what kind of what kind of college would do that? You got it. This is why I hated college. This is why I dropped out of college. Like you gotta get like your general stuff filled. Like you got to do like a science class and learn about rocks and shit. You got like, you got to take like your general classes and then you can focus on like your major and stuff. This is why I hated college. I just wanted to do writing stuff. I didn't want to do all this other stuff. My generals were like very open. I ended up taking like music and sociology and stuff like that. Like, Oh no, I I didn't care as long as it was on the list and maths and sciences to a guy who studied radio and television production we're not on that list. Oh, I had to, I had to take a math and science class to fill like my requirements for math and science. Like it's one of the core, it's one of the like core classes that you need like math, science, English. I'm sure there's something else I'm forgetting that I had to take like a general class on that I probably hated, but yeah, couldn't stand all that stuff. I'm like, can I just do my friggin' journalism? Can I do journalism? Journalism. It wouldn't let me. It's a like, soft. Right, well, I'm out of here. Peace out. It's a, it's a soft J. Journalism. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm going to write flaccid penis headlines for a living. I'll show you making me take math classes. I don't know. What am I plugging? Don't follow me on Twitter. Follow Steven Jensen at fight talk underscore. Watch all the shows on Overbook. You're better at this stuff than I am, Joel. Uh, tag talk. Uh, coexisting with Rob and Maggie, uh, uh, FMC, um, Indeed with Retrus Reg and and Mike from from Indeed. Uh, what else we got? We we, we got uh, Kate and Joel. We, we're we're there on Sundays. And uh, I thought that show was Joel and Tim and Kate plus eight. No, with the the plus eight gimmick uh, didn't fly with the demo. They decided against it. I apparently, I'm still doing it. Uh, well, yeah, but apparently, like people of of our age are like, like yeah, we get it, but like. For our younger viewers, of which there are many, they're like, what is this plus eight business? And we're like, oh, damn it. So we didn't I don't care. It seems, it seems to upset Kate. And so I'm going to keep doing it's, it for that true. purpose alone. 
we were going to call it Joel and Kate plus eight hours of wrestling. That's shortchanging a lot. That's just that's just one AEW match. Yes, that's that's an AEW pay per view, uh, not named Revolution. So, hey, by the way, shout out to uh, to AEW for having a show that didn't felt feel like it went five hours because it didn't. Four hours. They got in. They got out. I didn't hate that. Have you got anything else to plug before we get out of here? Phil Lindsay is on my bad list because he made that press conference longer. I did not watch the press conference. I when they got to. 20 minutes of waiting i was like yeah, a lot of waiting not happening i just sat there that's because they had to film that's because they had to film like a backstage promo with mjf and stuff like i don't know why mjf needed to be first in in that regard i guess because they wanted to spoof the cm punk thing uh it's like ah mjf has got to be first for this um but yeah, i don't know why mjf needed to be first just bring somebody else out for, while mjf films his backstage promo they wanted to get that hot first quarter hour out of the way yeah, for the yeah for the press conference, they do look at the the ratings to the viewership to see. Uh, I I fully believe Tony looks at all that stuff. See, like, all right, how many viewers are in now? How many viewers drop off? Everything. I I believe all that stuff. But Tony is he's looking at all this stuff. Tony, hit hit me up about this Danielson podcast. Hit me up about some other stuff. Okay. Yeah. All right, Tony Khan. Let's go. Let, let's uh, let's let's tweet tweet that out for Jeremy. Every 15 minutes should suffice. I feel like Tony has me blocked, which I don't blame. I'd block me too. Everybody block me on Twitter, mute me on Twitter, and follow Stephen Jensen. Yeah, he's pretty good. Talk about Dave and Busters with, uh, with Stephen Jensen. Dave and Busters, damn it. Yeah, Dave and Busters, damn it. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. All right, I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we will see you in the next one. Cheers. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker. Engineering your success. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.